No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah speaks to King Ahaz about the Syrian and Israeli threat. God gives Ahaz the sign of Emmanuel, which becomes one of the most amazing prophecies about Christ found in the Old Testament. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. There's really nothing that compares with Bible prophecy. Through the prophets, God spoke directly to current events as well as to the future. The setting was that Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah. Jotham had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but his son Ahaz did evil, walking in the idolatry of the kings of Israel. He even burned his own children in the valley of Hinnom as an offering to the god Molech. Therefore, the Lord delivered him to the Syrians who defeated Judah and carried many of them captive to Damascus. Also, the king of Israel defeated Ahaz, killing 120,000 of his troops in one day. Now, rather than crying out to God for help, Ahaz hired the king of Assyria, taking some of the treasures from the temple, from his own house, and from his leaders. The king of Assyria eventually defeated the king of Syria and took Damascus, giving Judah a short-lived reprieve. But King Ahaz then became increasingly unfaithful to the Lord and made a copy of the pagan altar in Damascus and put it in the temple in Jerusalem. He then shut up the doors of the temple and provoked the Lord to anger by burning incense to other gods. That gives us the background for Isaiah chapter 7. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, the king of Judah, that reason, king of Syria, and Pekah, son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told to the house of David, saying, Serious forces are deployed in Ephraim. So his heart and the heart of his people were moved as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. Now, when God raised up the king of Syria and the king of Israel against Judah, they joined forces and made it as far as Jerusalem, but they were unable to prevail against it. Ahaz's heart, along with the people of Jerusalem, shook like the quaking aspens in the woods. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out now to meet Ahaz, you and Shear Jashub, your son, at the end of the aqueduct from the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field. God sent Isaiah to give Ahaz a chance to receive help from the Lord rather than from the king of Assyria, who would ultimately prove to be no help at all. God's mercy is truly amazing, even to those who least deserve it. Now, no doubt, the fact that both Uzziah and Jotham were righteous kings was to the benefit of of Ahaz. When we are faithful to the Lord, we pass on a heritage of grace and blessing to our children and grandchildren. It is interesting that God told Isaiah to bring his son with him. Now his son's name meant a remnant shall return. The names of Isaiah's children were significant, telling the people what was yet to come. So every time they would call Shear Jashub to dinner, 
It was a reminder to the people that judgment was coming, but that a remnant of Jews would return. Verse 4, And say to him, Take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted, for these two stubs of smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of reason and Syria, and the son of Remaliah, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have plotted evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and trouble it, and let us make a gap in the wall for ourselves. And set a king over them, the son of Tabel. Thus says the Lord God, It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is reason. Within sixty-five years Ephraim will be broken." so that it will not be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Remaliah's son. So God told Ahaz to just be quiet, to be still, and not to be afraid because of the king of Syria and the king of Israel. They were nothing more than two smoking firebrands. In other words, they would soon burn out and come to nothing. Despite their threats, God would soon intervene. The capital of Syria was Damascus, and the ruler of Damascus was Reason. The Assyrians would soon defeat Syria. And then Ephraim was the leading tribe of the northern kingdom of Israel, and Samaria was its capital. And within 65 years, the northern kingdom of Israel would be broken, and the people led away captive by the Assyrians. So then Isaiah told Ahaz, If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Ahaz had sought the help of other gods, but he had not believed in the Lord. God was now giving Ahaz an opportunity to repent. He was showing Ahaz just what he could do, but it was essential for Ahaz to believe. The same is true today. God is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. But we must first turn from other means of support, other gods, other false things that will ultimately prove to be futile and trust completely in the Lord our God. He is able to supply all our needs and do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, but we must believe. Verse 10, Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. The Lord told Ahaz to ask for a sign so that he could see what God could do. But Ahaz replied, I will not ask nor test the Lord. That sounds humble and pious, but in fact, it was false humility and unbelief. Ahaz had already determined that he would rely upon the help of of the king of Assyria against Syria and Israel, rather than the Lord. It is tragic that many people are dishonest with God. It's not that they can't believe in God or don't know what it is that he requires. It's simply that they don't want to do what he says. Verse 13, Then Isaiah said, Hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. 
Isaiah called it the way it was. Ahaz was of the house of David, the man after God's own heart. Yet Ahaz was unwilling to walk in the ways of David. Instead, he was wearing God out with his unbelief and disobedience. Therefore, the Lord would give Ahaz a sign anyway so that he would be without excuse. The virgin would conceive and bear a son and call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Now, this would ultimately be fulfilled when Christ was born to the Virgin Mary. Matthew tells us that the birth of Jesus fulfilled this prophecy from Isaiah. Back in the Garden of Eden, the Lord had said that it would be the seed of the woman who would crush the serpent's head. That spoke of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. But there was also a near-range fulfillment of Isaiah's words. This would be something that Ahaz could observe in his lifetime so that he would know that the Lord was God. A woman who was then a virgin would get married, conceive, and bear a son whose name would be Emmanuel, God with us. This son would be a reminder that God was with his people to care for them even during these dark days. It is likely that this virgin was Isaiah's second wife and that Isaiah's second son was named both Emmanuel and Mehershalahashbaz, as we shall see in the next chapter. Verse 16, For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. The Lord will bring the king of Assyria upon you and your people and your father's house, days that have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah. So Isaiah delivered this prophecy to Ahaz in 734 BC. In 732 BC, Assyria defeated Syria, so in two years. And then in 722 BC, Assyria invaded the northern kingdom of Israel. These things occurred before Isaiah's son turned 12, the time when Jews became sons of the law. And so before he knew enough to refuse the evil and choose the good, Syria and Israel would be burned out just as Isaiah prophesied. But the problem was that the king of Assyria, on whom Ahaz had relied, would also invade Judah. He would not be permitted to conquer Jerusalem. God would put a halt to that, but he would cause many problems for Ahaz and the people of Judah. Verse 18, And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will whistle for the fly that is in the farthest part of the rivers of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. They will come and all of them will rest in the desolate valleys and in the clefts of the rocks and on all thorns and in all pastures. So God was going to whistle for uh, the Egyptians as well as the Assyrians, and they would all come into the land of Judah, and uh, Judah would sort of be the prize to the winner. In the same day, the Lord will shave with a hired razor with those from beyond the river and the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the legs and will also remove the beard. It shall be in that day that a man will keep alive a young cow and two sheep, so it shall be from the abundance of milk they give that he will eat curds, for curds and honey 
everyone will eat who is left in the land. So because of the desolation of the Assyrians coming into the land, they would not have their crops as normal. They would have to subsist on the curds uh, from their cows and the honey, and that's how they would survive during those days. It shall happen in that day that wherever there could be a thousand vines worth a thousand shekels of silver, it will be for briars and thorns. With arrows and bows, men will come there because all the land will become briars and thorns. And to any hill which could be dug with a hoe, you will not go there for fear of briars and thorns, but it will become a range for oxen and a place for sheep to roam. So this was what was going to happen as a result of the Assyrian invasion. They would not be able to farm as usual. And the fertile land of Judah would be full of briars and thorns. This would be the cost of leaning on the arm of flesh, that is the Assyrians, rather than trusting in the Lord. And of course, King Ahaz also trusted in these other false gods. They would be disciplined because they forsook the Lord. When a nation forsakes God and trusts in themselves or in the arm of flesh, then God will often allow that nation's enemies to triumph over them. That is only one of the many things that will come upon a nation that refuses to trust and obey in the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah continues prophesying about the Assyrian invasion. He also warns against following conspiracy theories. Instead, people should seek the Lord and follow His Word. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.